It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found Fantasy Football Weekly Micro. A deep dive on one player in just five to ten minutes. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. It's Fantasy Football Weekly Micro Edition. I am Paul Charchian. We had co-host as usual for these, Tyler Canabley. Yes. At PPR Tyler Always. on Twitter. I'm at Paul Charchian on Twitter. Uh, we're going to dive into Antonio Gibson coming off a down season. His ADP's down. Everybody's sour on him, but we've got an angle. A great suge- angle. <laughs> uh, pretty, it, it, it sounds pretty convincing. We'll, we'll get at an angle for Antonio Gibson to be a fantasy producer for your team. We'll get to that in just a second. First, guillotine leagues. Just a couple of words. I already know you know about guillotine leagues. You listen to Fantasy Football Weekly. You know there's 18 teams that start the season. There's no head-to-head. Instead, every week the low-scoring team gets chopped, all their players go to the waiver wire, where it's complete pandemonium while a whole team's roster hits the waiver wire. All you have to do is not finish last. It's a totally new way of building your roster. It's a totally new way of drafting your roster. It's an all-new strategy if you've been playing fantasy the traditional way for your whole life. Here's a new way to exercise your brain, guillotineleagues.com. Yeah. Go check out Guillotine Leagues. It's definitely my one of my favorite formats to play. I've been playing for two years, and it's it's just it got better each year. I had more fun fun with friends, more people that play it. So it's great to play when you have friends. Like it's it's good for like I feel like casual kind of players. Like it's it's good for anyone, but like especially like casual type of players because it just blows their minds because they only know one way of fantasy football, and that's just standard redraft and just basic waiver wire rules and all that. And it's just a it's a it's a nice change of pace if you've never tried it. So a lot of leagues will take their regular league, and then they'll say we're going to do a shadow league of guillotine leagues. Same people, we're just going to do all the same people in a guillotine league. Yep. And now you've got two leagues running side by side, and it'll never be the same champion in both. Almost almost never, anyway. Uh, and we do support your private league. So if you've got, like, you know, standard 12-team league with your buddies, uh, you can go run a 12-team guillotine league as well. All right, let's talk Antonio Gibson. Yeah, he was the RB28 in average points per game and just season-long totals uh, mm-hmm. last season. Currently going off the board, it's RB38. Yeah, so down. people are expecting a worse season this year. And undoubtedly, part of it has to do with the run game that just didn't come together at all last season for Antonio Gibson. I think why people 
thought he was going to be a good runner kind of coming out of college and uh, seeing him after that first year. He had a 99th percentile speed score coming out of college. He had ran a 43940 at 228 pounds, which is ridiculous. That is. You, to carry 228 pounds and run a 439 is sick. Yeah, and that's why people liked him because they, he was a receiver coming out of college, mm-hmm. and you, they saw this big frame, they saw the speed. It was every kind of checked all those uh, those check mark boxes that you want checked. Yeah, and the problem was is he's not a great runner. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> that, that's, 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 I, that's, I think there's the established caveat. that now. Yep. Um, so let, uh, let me give you some stats to back that up. Antonio Gibson was Pro Football Focus's 48th ranked runner. You'll note there's 32 NFL teams, so that's not good. Uh, he was running back 99 in yards after contact. That's You can't do that as a running back in the league. You can't have to be able to get out of contact. Next-gen stats ranked Antonio Gibson as the seventh worst rushing over expectation running back. In fact, he was under expectation, negative .15 yards. And everybody else, the other six players that were worse than him, every one of them, free agents or backups. He was running back 55 in elusiveness, something he had been better at earlier in his career. Antonio Gibson, it's, it has not come together as a runner, but we've got an angle. First is, he's a great receiving back. And Eric Bieniemy, obviously the offensive coordinator coming over from the Chiefs, I think is going to kind of use him in a way that we haven't seen him be used yet in his career. Mm-hmm. So, first off... Last season, he was number 12 in targets, 58, among running backs. Yep. Number 13 in receptions. He had 46. And then he was also number 13th in receiving yards and number 9 in yards per route run. All now, those really numbers, between nine and th- his ranking was between 9 and 13 among running backs in these receiving stats. It doesn't sound great, but also keep in mind, he was not even on the field all that much, right? I mean, Brian Robinson was a lot of first and second down. Gibson was like second and third down. So, you know, there's I think there's an opportunity for him to be on the field more potentially this year. Yeah, and I think Ron Rivera had a quote a couple weeks ago. He said, quote, I'd like to see Antonio get a few more tries. We're looking for production from him and looking to see that he does fit into the scheme of things as far as what Eric Bieniemy wants to do with the offense, end quote. End quote. And he was not asked about Gibson when he gave this quote. He was actually asked about Chris Rodriguez. Okay. Who, who that's who the reporter asked him about. And he went out of his way. Diverted the to, conversation to, to Gibson. talk about Gibson, yeah. which is just something that fantasy managers love to do because they'll pull any quote they can get out in May and turn it into a big thing. So the hope here is that Eric Bieniemy is going to convert Gibson to a true pass-catching running back, and use him prodigiously that way, like a James White. And it, it could go down that direction. Or, as a more recent example in Washington, J.D. McKissick. You know, we're, we're two or three years removed from him having a big receiving season, and maybe Antonio Gibson is a pure pass catcher, can end up being a guy that gives you, like, three carries for 12 yards, but four receptions a game for 40 yards and now I've I've cobbled my way to like you know nine ten you know fantasy points well he's certainly only the pass catcher on this team speaking of JD McKissick he JD McKissick got 40 targets last season and uh Gibson had 58 so it was about about 50 50 but JD McKissick is gone now yeah so all, all that stuff is gone he's a free agent Ryan Robinson he's not a pass catcher he's just not we know no. this Chris Rodriguez had five receptions last season in college. So, so he's yeah, also he's not out, a pass catcher. Right. And then Jonathan Williams, also not a pass catcher. And if we're going to make the comparison between McKinnon and Gibson, McKinnon ranked eighth in targets among running backs last season. Mm-hmm. And Washington as a team 
ranked ninth in target running back targets last season. Yeah. So we've seen a predilection, or at least for the former offense, right? Eric Bieniemy is going to change up a bunch mm-hmm. of things, but we know Bieniemy likes to throw to his backs. Did it with Jarek McKinnon uh, to a lesser extent with uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, although they should have thrown to him a lot more. I thought Clyde Edwards-Alaire was going to catch, you know, like 45 passes a season. I don't think he ever came close to that. Uh, so in my mind, where I'm ranking Antonio Gibson is as a pure pass catching back. And mm-hmm. if I get any running numbers, that's just a bonus. Yeah, and I think I'm kind of ranking him as that way too. It's just... Is he going to be one of like the top three mm-hmm. or top five best pass catching backs? Yeah, yeah. No, that may. I, I, I don't think he can get there because I don't think he's going to be on the field enough compared to Saquon Barkley and Austin Eckler, right? I mean, you know, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, those guys are on the field constantly and they mm-hmm. get thrown to all the time. Um, I think Tony Pollard could be sitting on a nice uh, PPR season as well, but I don't know. We there's a lot of unknown with this, but. There's the other factor with Antonio Gibson that you just have to factor in for a second. Brian Robinson did not look good in any aspect of the game. He did was, not look great as a runner, and he and he doesn't catch. He was also dealing with uh, <laughs> some gunshot wounds, well, probably. Post-injury. Okay, but you know that's you know, all right. I'll grant him that for yeah. the first two months of the season. But what's his, that after that? He still didn't look particularly good to me. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's just something about like the Washington like run game. I can't, it just always seems like it's always so, like, clunky. It doesn't really seem like there's anyone, like, always, I don't know. It's just, I never, who was the last great Washington pure, like, running back, like, first and down guy? Alfred Morris in his rookie year. <laughs> I honestly, th- is there another one? Adrian Peterson? Yeah, like at the they end really, of his career, they, right. Adrian, didn't he have, like, a 90-yard run on Monday Night Football? I think he, as right. a, Yeah, right. as a Redskin. But it's just, I don't understand. I don't, I don't yeah. really just, Brian Robinson's going to be, like, the eight other guys before him. Who is just gonna? He's gonna. I don't know. He might get some nice goal line work, but that's pretty much it. In a deep wide running back draft, why didn't Washington draft a running back? They drafted Chris Rodriguez. Okay, who they who they had who they who they running who they apparently had a like a third round uh, third round grade on. So okay, (laughs) maybe that's the angle here is Chris Rodriguez, and I don't know it, but yeah. uh, All right, let's uh, let's talk about some of the guys going around running back thirty six, which is where uh, where. We're, is it 36? 38. Yeah. Round running back 38 where Antonio Gibson's going. All right. Samaj P. Ryan, currently the RB34. I thought P. Ryan looked just okay last year when Joe Mixon was kind of floundering and P. Ryan could have grabbed that job in Cincinnati. Didn't do it. Um, he can catch a little bit. By all accounts, Javante Williams is on track f- to come back maybe earlier than hoped. I think think I would go Pirine and, and hope that if nothing else, I've got half of a shared backfield. Dalvin Cook also on uh, Broncos watch as well. It yeah, he is like, on so. Broncos watch. The connection to George Payton, mm-hmm. uh, the, the general uh, now general manager of the Broncos, who was basically the assistant general manager when Dalvin Cook was drafted. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So. that would be interesting landing spot. Uh, I'm going to take Gibson over Pirine. I think Pirine, yeah, might have a little bit more of a, an expanded role when before. When if Javante Williams were to miss some time, but I just like Gibson season long mm-hmm. kind of receiving profile. Especially this is to note if we're talking like half point PPR or just full point PPR. Yeah, definitely to be Gibson, and I'm I'm not taking him over P Ryan in standard league. So everything I'm talking about is kind of in at least some sort of a PPR setting. Okay, so I'm gonna take P Ryan. RB35, Brian Robinson. I just told you I thought he looked totally mundane last year. Yeah, uh, the catch here is. 
year two, some running backs get a lot better in year two. And so I'm not writing off Brian Robinson. I think I'll take Brian Robinson and I'll try for touchdowns. And, you know, because at the goal line, that he's as good an option as they've got. So mm-hmm. I'll take Brian Robinson here. I hope he gets better. I'll go Gibson. I Gibson in this backfield more. I drafted, I've been drafting Gibson over Robinson every chance I've been able to. So I'm, right. I'm going to keep going with Gibson. Okay. Uh, Devin A-Chain, RB36. I'll take the upside that I get out of A-Chain's game-breaking ability and just hope that they're not going to use a, a frustrating rotation of runners, which they might in Miami. A-Chain also sounds like kind of like a guy who's going to catch passes this he, season, he, too. He can catch. And it, I wouldn't say most or Jeff Wilson really have no, a great not, receiving no, profile either. He's the, so. he's the best receiving running back they've got. He, yeah. yeah. And, a, and a team that loves to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'll go A-Chain just because I love the speed. I'm a, I'm a speed, big speed guy. Yeah, well, how's, lo- that, how's that worked out for Antonio Gibson? <laughs> yeah, but well, I'm still on him, though. <laughs> I'm still on Antonio Gibson, just not more than A-Chain because uh, – I I watched A-Chain's highlights on just because everyone's talking about the size thing, but he didn't. You if you dive, he plays bigger than he, his size. He, he plays way bigger than his size. Everyone just wants to. It's a, it's such a kind of low hanging fruit. Oh, he's small. He's not going to be a workhorse in the NFL. Now he might not be a workhorse, but he can still be a very versatile weapon yeah. in a Mike McDaniel off. If he was like in like in Washington, I, I don't know. <laughs> right. I, he's in Washington. But I wouldn't touch him because he's in Miami. I I like it. I like A-Chain, but I hear you. Let's I'm, do one more guy. All right. Rashad Penny, RB37. Uh, well, you know the bit on Penny, right? So even if Penny stays healthy all year, they have so many alternatives at running back. Yeah. And I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I can't get myself to support Penny. And even if he has a good start to the season and he's healthy, and every, any game could be his last. And yeah. then they've got this crowded backfield. You know, you get. DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Gainwell and, you know, Jalen Boston Scott and Jalen Hurts <laughs> stealing all your touchdowns from inside the five. Yep. So, I'm out. Yeah, I will Rashad, not interested well. in yep. Not interested in Rashad Penny. Gibson for me. Uh, nice job today. Thank you for listening to everybody. Uh, Fantasy Football Weekly will be back tomorrow with another micro edition, and we will talk to you then. Nine times. Nine times. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.